This is the People in Their Work podcast. I am Professor Doug Gardner in the Student Leadership and Success Studies Department at Utah Valley University. In this podcast, you will hear the first-person stories of people journeying through their education, work, and career decision-making. Katie Atkins is a Vice President of Finance. After obtaining quite a bit of experience through multiple positions and working for a variety of companies, Katie decided to go back to college and earn her degree. Her primary motivation for going back to school at Utah Valley University was being an example to her son. I grew up in Utah County, except two years that I lived in California. In those two years, it was uh, elementary school, fourth, fifth grade, and I had teachers that were very passionate about oceanography and the ocean and biology and I that stuck with me and I loved that I had a very good interest in that that I thought would be my career I thought I would be a marine biologist and I kept that thought all through high school Um, in my senior year I took an accounting class that I was really good at I went to the uh, what is it the FBLA competitions up in Salt Lake did really well but I didn't think anything of it. Accounting made sense to me, the debits and the credits and everything balancing, and you do something on one side and you've got to do it on the other. And it made sense to me, but again, I didn't think anything of it. A week after I graduated from high school, I got a job at a little computer store in Orem, and they weren't a customer-facing computer store. They sold like laptops to Oracle. Huge, huge company, right? They needed a receptionist. I felt like I could answer phones and greet customers as they came in. Well, you don't have customers coming into this store because everything was shipped. No customer-facing interactions. I quickly found myself bored. That's not how I thrive. So I asked how I could help out. I started taking sales calls. I started helping in shipping. I started with, you know, helping with inventory, started helping the, the owners you know, mark up paperwork so that they could easily read what they needed to find in a document. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun from being bored to actually feeling like I was productive. I did that for uh, six months and decided I wanted to go to Utah State University and join some of my cousins that were living up there. The company, when I left, they said, open door for you whenever you want to come back. You know, you were a great employee. So come back and if you want. I went to Utah State for a couple semesters, came back in, in the summertime, went back to that company, and I started in their accounting department. I was given responsibilities that ended up growing into being the finance manager and being in charge of that big Oracle account. And from that, I learned how to put together big presentations for larger companies. And here I was, 19 years old, doing these fun things, right? Quickly found myself married with a, with a child on the way, decided uh, I need to go back to school because I can't just go on in finance and not have a piece of paper to back it up. So I decided to go to school part-time, work full-time. I had my son, a couple weeks later I'm back to work full-time, then quickly found myself divorced and a single provider for me and my son. That's when work really wasn't a choice. But that was okay, because I had parents that taught me how to work hard. I had grandparents that taught me how to work hard. And I enjoyed it, and I liked, I liked seeing something come from the work that I did. In addition to working with other people and seeing how they could move up in a company or advance themselves. And I, I feel like that's something that has carried with me my entire career. I was with that company for about five years, 
And out of the blue, a 1999, you know, dot coms just right around the corner, I get a phone call and say, hey, would you like to come over and apply for our controller position? And I thought, okay, I think that's the next title in this accounting world. So I went and I applied and sure enough, got the job and it was probably the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever done was to give notice to that first company because they were so good to me. And I still keep in contact with a lot of the employees from that company and that was 20, some 25, 26 years ago. So the relationships have been important to me. 1999, go to this dot com, it's all rosy for about eight months, and then the dot-com bubble burst, and I could quickly see that this was not gonna last, or it wasn't gonna last very long. I started looking for another job, joined a company called Advanced MD. At that time, it was called Medical Software Solutions, later renamed Advanced MD, and they're a really, really big company now. But I joined when there were about 20 employees. They went through the dot-com pain as well because they were a software as a service. I kept thinking, what have I gotten myself into? I need to get out of software. <laughs> Duck out a, a number of years with that company. And I have to say that one of the most meaningful things to me at that job, the CFO at the time mentored me. All of those eight years, she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And that has been what has made me successful to this day. It's something that I try and do with every person that I work with. I was with that company for eight years. I was with them through their, their first acquisition from a private equity firm a number of months after that. And then I got a phone call from somebody and they said, hey, do you want to join us as our CFO? We'll give you that title in you know six months. And I thought, I won't be able to have that title at Advanced MBD because their CFO is so amazing. So giving notice to her was probably the second hardest thing I've done in my career. And leaving my team. When I joined them, I was the only employee below the CFO. And I built the team up to 13-something employees and I had to leave them. But I also knew that that was an opportunity for them to move up. So I left Advanced MD. Um, I joined this other company. It was a little small company. I was there for six months and I got a phone call from this uh, chief operating officer that was at Advanced MD. And he said, hey, I just joined this company. It's a software as a service and I want you to be the controller. Are you interested? And I said, you know what? Kind, kind of see the writing on the wall for this company. I, yeah, I think that that's gonna be good for me. So I took the leap again and joined that company, and I was with them for six years, six or seven years, as their controller. I learned so many things because I had to. I had a CFO at, at Advanced MD that ran all these other things that I was never involved with, board meetings and financial modeling. And I mean, I had to teach myself Excel back at that first company when out of high school and kind of limped along, and here I am trying to financial model for this multi-million dollar company trying to raise millions of dollars and you know every calculation is so important. Um, that's when I started understanding the importance of forecasting and how it can impact the livelihoods of every employee. And so the importance of accuracy. Not that it wasn't important before, but that's just a much bigger burden. I was with that company for, like I said, six, six or seven years. And during that time, I had started doing contract work which I hadn't done before. The CEO at Advanced MD called me up halfway through this, this job and said, hey, started this other company. 
we need some help. Our, our controller just left, short notice, and we need somebody to fill the gap for like six months. Can you work nights? Can you do that for us? And so that was my first contract experience. And that was a lot of hours, a lot of hours. But it was fun to see another business and another business thriving, another software as a service. And I mean, this was picking up. This was in the dental industry where I'd been in the medical industry. So I can see how important these tools are becoming to um, healthcare, healthcare workers. I was with that uh, company for, like I said, five or six years. They went through an acquisition that was good for me. And so I took a break. I, did, I continued contract work, and at this point I had two companies I was doing contract work for, a local CFO firm doing contract work for them. That local CFO firm was difficult for me to work under. You have a certain set of hours that you have to get your work done in, and unfortunately I have some perfectionist in me, and it wasn't good enough for me. I wanted to do better, and so I knew that that wasn't going to be a good fit for me. So I took six, eight months off, and then my contract work picked up quite a bit. That chief executive officer that had contacted me from Advanced MD, and I joined the, uh, his second company, well, now I'm on to this third company with him. And after a few years, it turned into a full-time job. And I'm still with that company today, as well as doing some contract work on the side. It's kind of fun to have a side gig because you uh, get to see different businesses, different points of view diff uh, from your executive teams, as well as good and bad decisions and how it can influence the, the business so dramatically. As I go back, though, and look through all of my employment, not only was that CFO, that first CFO, so such a huge impact to my life as a mentor, working there, we're this company that's you know, trying to get to acquisition, and we're working 60, 80 hours a week, and it's crazy. And I get the bright idea to go back to school because I haven't finished my degree at this point. And here I am. I've been a controller for over 10 years, and I don't have that piece of paper. But to me, it was more than just the piece of paper. I watched my dad go to college when I was younger, and my mother and all my family had an importance on education, and I knew I needed to be that example to my son. And so I decided to go back to school. Imagine 18 credit uh, semesters on top of a 60 to 80 hour work week. And it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But I did it. I did it in, I want to say, two years. I finished up that three-something years that I had left in college, but I just packed it in. I maxed out my credit cost between the 12 and the 18 hours. I'm like, OK, I'm taking the 18 hours because I want to maximize my dollars, and I don't have a lot of time. My son's in high school now. That was very important to me to set that example. So I did it. And I was part of the first graduating class of U when it was Utah Valley University. Before that, it was UV, uh, UVSC, Utah Valley State College. So that was kind of fun. When we did our graduation, there was a lot of focus on, hey, this is the first graduating class. So it was, it was pretty fun. But I was probably one of the older people in the graduating class. But I was OK with that. That was just how it came to me. I always thought I'd study marine biology in college, and here I am graduating in accounting because it's something that fell in my lap. And where I am today, I am a VP of finance at another, at that same, that last software as a service company. The company's to a point now where I'm starting to build out my team again. And I've missed that since Advanced MD. 
always been the sole person in the, the accounting department making things happen. And it's not just accounting. You're talking human resources, hiring, payroll, a lot of responsibilities. But I'm super excited to build that team out again. And as I inter- have been interviewing people, I expressed the importance that I have, that I don't feel like I'm any better than anybody else. And everyone on my team comes to work just like I do. They are away from their families as much as I am. I don't want to be a boss. I just want to be a coworker that we get stuff done because that's, those are the people, type of people I've worked with. If I felt like a boss, I think I would need to change. I'd work with people that had amazing educations, bachelor's, master's, multiple master's degrees. That wasn't ever, uh, it was something I thought about, but not anything that forced me to go back to my, uh, get my education. I feel like I picked up my skills along the way by actually researching how to do things. So kind of doing self-education, but not only the importance of having education for my son, but coworkers having that an importance in their career made it important to me as well. I had an interesting experience in one of the companies I was at. They were headed into acquisition, and you do a lot of due diligence, and part of that is talking about your executive team, and you know you write up your resume, all your work experience, and you submit that. And our CEO read mine, and he said, you need to put your education on there. I said, I don't have a degree. And he said, you don't have a degree? How did you get where you're at? And I said, it's experience. It was learning. He's like, I would have never guessed that you didn't have an education. So I think it was work experience was my education. But you know what? Going back to school, I learned a lot of stuff that I hadn't or wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. I was, I'd been in software for a number of years and inventory management and all of those other big pieces of accounting I didn't have exposure to. I learned about it here at school at UBU, but I also researched it later because it was a piece I didn't want missing out of my education. I wanted to be well-rounded enough. I also needed to be able to think through a business. If I go back to that first company out of high school, learning how to do sales, learning how to pick, pack, and ship boxes out to Oracle or putting tracking numbers on invoices and why do I do that? and applying payments, I saw every function in that company. Now, I apply in everything I do. If I don't do this data entry right now, then the department two steps down the way is not gonna know what's going on. So I can see through a company and the needs that they're going to have. That came from experience. That wouldn't be something you could learn in a textbook. That, I think, has been uh, key in being able to financial model, seeing things from all the, all aspects of the business, understanding data really well and the importance of it. And when you, you've got to think with the end in mind, right? Okay, if we're headed to our, towards an acquisition, I'm going to have to report on this in five years. And setting it up now, setting up the processes now so that you can easily have that information to be ready to go. Being a woman in business is interesting. When I had my son and I was divorced, I didn't have a choice. I had to work, I had to provide. That has been with me to this day. I need to I need to be part of that equation of success in my family. Being a woman in business is very interesting in the fact that you do have two genders, you know, at work. I think we're a team. I don't think that I'm any different than my coworkers. We're all there with a goal in mind, and it takes all types to get there. I would say for being a wife and a mother, the perspective of what it takes to make a household run is something that maybe male, males don't have to deal with as much. 
So for me, I'm working 60, 80 hours a week and going to school full time, you know, years ago, but I still had to do the laundry. I still had to make dinner. I still had to make sure my son had lunch or lunch money or, you know, attend his school performances or, but you just make it work. I, and I think that's maybe an attitude that you just make things work and it's not about, I should have an advantage or a disadvantage because I'm female or because I'm not female. And I would say that it working primarily with males in my career, I've never even felt different. I've only had one situation where somebody called me out because I was a female, and it took me a long time to get over that. But that's okay. That maybe they just don't know the importance that a woman has, and to say a comment like that, maybe they just weren't thinking. Like, I, I can't hold that against them. But overall, the mentor, the CFO mentor, she was a female. She was amazing to work with. But she worked with males as well, and like taught, all the executives were male. I don't see a difference. I think it's important that we're all involved. I am Doug Gardner, and this has been the People in Their Work podcast. Music by Christopher Weiss. Images are from the UVU Roots of Knowledge stained glass exhibit by Holdman Studios. 